Well, saints, the title of our message this Lord's Day is Building a New Normal. Building a New Normal. And whoo, what a difference a few months can make. Amen? Amen. Well, before we begin, let's join our hearts in prayer. Great God, we say thank you for your love, your grace, your mercy, your presence in our lives. It comforts our hearts to know that we are not alone. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, we ask like Joshua and the people of God that you would continue to lead us through the unknown in our lives. Speak, Lord, indeed is our prayer. And we ask that you would make your path clear and we will follow it. So we thank you and praise you ahead of time in the mighty name of Jesus and all God's people join together to say amen and amen. Friends, in our Old Testament text for today, we see the children of Israel. They are about to enter a new normal. They have a new leader who is Joshua. And Moses has died, and the children of Israel are moving forward. They've been wandering in the desert for 40 years, and now they are crossing the Jordan River. They're crossing over to a rich and a fertile land. But it also means some losses for them. It means some changes. For the first time, there will be no free food, amen, no manna falling down from heaven. There will be no uh, pillar of fire at night to guide them or a cloud by day. And so they couldn't ex- see where they exactly were going. And so they had to trust God. They had to trust God that God was leading them to a new normal. And when we think about it, friends, that's where we are today. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Change is a coming. Adjustments are a coming. Amen. So this weekend and tomorrow as Ohioans, we begin the process of slowly reopening. And life is going to begin to look different. We're going to go from stay at home Ohio to stay safe Ohio. All right. That's the new normal. Stay safe. And we are reminded from First Peter that we can remain confident that our hope is in Christ, amen, and our trust is in God's loving hand through all things, amen. And so we are living a milestone marker moment in the history of humankind. And like the invention of the printing press, uh, this is going to be marked like a before and after the COVID-19 pandemic. We are now embarking on a new way of being in the world that we can expect to change our doing in the world. Amen. So that word new, it's, it's an exciting word when it is attached to things like cars or new purse, new clothes, new house, gadgets. We all like these new things and we want new things. But when it comes to the weightier matters of life, sometimes new can be a scary word. 
So embracing something new on this front means change. Everybody say change. Amen. Like new guidelines. It's a break from the comfort of the status quo or the way that we've always done things. So new, it ushers into us these unknown and the unfamiliar, and we're not exactly sure what to expect. And that was the Israelites' attitude after they gained freedom, but they wanted to go back to what was familiar. But they couldn't. They couldn't go back. Their only option was to move forward to the land God had promised, amen. But their fear of the unknown kept turning their eyes back to Egypt, back to slavery. And that's why the gospel can be a frightening proposition. Spiritual birth, it ushers us into the new, hallelujah, ready or not, here it is. A new life, Romans tells us. A new identity, John 1 tells us. A new self, Ephesians tells us. A new heart, hallelujah, Ezekiel 36. A new covenant we see in Hebrews. A new command in John. And a new way, period, in Romans chapter 7. Well, we are in this process of building a new way, a new normal. So as we go forth, there's so much that we don't know about this COVID-19 uh, uh, pandemic. We don't know when cases in the U.S. will peak. We don't know how long it's going to last afterwards. We don't know if surviving the COVID-19 infection uh, means we're going to gain long-lasting immunity or if we can be reinfected again. We don't know if the virus can be affected by warmer weather and warmer temperatures in the spring or summer, or if it's whether we will see a second onslaught of infections in the fall and winter. We don't know. We don't know if measures to keep us from infecting each other will work. We don't know if the vaccine or the therapy trials that are now underway will work. We pray that they do. But at this time, a time like this, we ask you to pray for our leaders, amen, for our health care providers, for our friends, our families, our relatives, and ourselves, amen. Saints, we've got to pray just to make it today, amen. So let's face it, the unknown can be downright difficult to accept or to embrace. And as we mature in Jesus Christ, we quickly learn that struggling to embrace the unknown can hinder our growth and our ability to walk with God. We all will have to face the unknown at some point in our lives. Hallelujah. And the higher the stakes, the more fear is triggered during these attempts to embrace. And this is especially true when the situation could mean life or death. But one thing we must remember is this. God is faithful. Hallelujah. God is faithful enough to give us the details that we need at the perfect moment. So when you feel as if you don't know what's happening around your life, it's time to exhibit your true faith in God. Hallelujah. This is our opportunity to know God as the one who is in full control, the one who is large and in charge. And God's ability to know and to see things even before they manifest is what combats our unbelief, amen, and our ability to lean on our own understanding. 
Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, as we lean more on God, we discover how much of a shield God is for those who trust God instead of ourselves. Thank you, Lord. And you know what? The more we put into practice the word of God that we take in, the more our perspective improves, even when we can't understand what is happening around our lives or in our lives. For so long, many of us have been trying to trust in our own ability, in our own strength, and what we possess. But when it comes to trust in God, we struggle sometimes. We want God to sit with us and tell us everything ahead of time, and then we'll say, yes, yes, but that's not trust. God is not going to tell us everything ahead of time. And we must remember who we serve, hallelujah, even when an unexpected storm hits, hallelujah. God has left us with the answers found in God's word. And God is allowing us to learn from the lives lived by those in scripture that it is possible to have God's perspective even when you don't know the unknown in the future that you're facing. We, friends, must learn to trust in the Lord. Amen. Especially with those uncertainties that we find ourselves trying to figure out. And in doing so, Philippians 4, 7, our New Testament text for today, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Thank you, Lord. You see, if you've ever moved, amen, and most of us have moved at some point in our lives, you faced uncertainty. You know the hassle of boxing everything up, all your belongings, and carting them to the new place. Well, upon reaching the Jordan River, Joshua and the Israelites, they set up camp by the stream, and they waited for God's direction. And much like their meeting uh, with the Red Sea, God had to make a way for them to cross over that river. So on the third day, God told the officers to instruct the people that when they saw the Ark of the Covenant, where the presence of God abided, to follow it because they had never passed that way before. And that's in Joshua chapter 3, verse 4. In essence, God was saying, follow me and I'll see you through this unknown territory. Hallelujah. And you know what, friends? That's not all. The people were instructed on how closely they should follow the ark. And without this instruction, the people would have crowded the ark. And God wanted every person to be able to see that ark. Every person to see God's presence ever faithfully leading them through this unknown valley. And what greater encouragement could they have than this? That the Lord was their God and the Lord was with them, leading them through. You see, dear friends, the Lord understands the fear that comes with the unknown. God realizes that you and I may be in a situation that we have never experienced before, never passed through, and that we have fears. And it may be the first time uh, that you've been without unemployment. 
You might have said, this is the first time I've never had a job. Maybe this is the first time you've been diagnosed with some kind of illness. Maybe this is the first time in your life you're experiencing your child being rebellious. We could just go on to first-time experiences, the roads that we've never traveled before, and we just don't know which way to go. But, hallelujah, God will guide us. God will guide the way. Amen. And we see in Joshua's life, it was unpredictable. Joshua's life was full of unknowns, like your life, like mine. And yet Joshua successfully resisted the fear by keeping his focus on God, hallelujah, rather than just the events that were surrounding him. We see in the word of God, the Israelites, they were going through this unknown territory, but God was guiding them. Amen. And God will guide you and God will guide me and all of us too. When we come to a place that we've never passed through before, God is always present to help. Thank you, Lord. God says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Isaiah 43. Thank you, Lord. And even though the children of Israel were not told how they would pass through the river, the people went forth in faith. Amen. We too can move forward in faith, sharing the promise of the presence of God, leading us through these unknown circumstances. Thank you, Lord. We're building a new normal. And yes, the Bible calls us to walk by faith, not by sight. But God doesn't always give us the details that we desire to have. Amen. So here's a question that keeps coming up in conversations that I'm having with people or I hear them online. When will things go back to normal? That's a question that is being asked so much. Because it's, it's natural to long for normalcy in our lives, especially when we're going through this trial that doesn't seem to have an end date. And only if only we knew the future, if only we knew the specific dates that this trial is going to end, when this is going to be over, then we could fortify ourselves and, and prepare for that goal. But unfortunately, the aspect of a trial that makes it a trial, all right, is that we can't see as far ahead as we would like. Amen. We don't know how long the trial is going to last. And that's why it's natural for us to want to, to go back to normal, you see. But the truth is, friends, whatever will become normal on the other side of this uh, COVID-19 will not be the old normal, all right? It's going to be something new. We are not going back. So here's the question. I hope we will begin to answer this and, and just start asking this. Do we really want to go back to the old normal? Or was the old so good? Were we really flourishing in the old normal? Was the old normal spirituality healthy? Well, the question we should ask then is not when we're going to get back to the to the normal, but we should want to go back, hallelujah, to what the new normal is going to be. Because it's not going to be the old normal. So what if now, think about it like this, we have the opportunity to make different decisions, 
to prayerfully discern how to create, how to cultivate a new and better normal on the other side of this crisis. What if now we have the chance to reset our expectations, to refocus our attention on what matters most, and to recommit to the people that we're called to love and to serve, to rethink our lives and to reconsider our habits? You see, this is an opportunity for us to reflect on what really matters the most in order to adjust our lives accordingly. So let's not go back to the old normal, okay? Let's come away with this challenge of a new vision, amen, of what the new normal could be. And I think we all sense that we're not ever going to return to the normal, say, of November 2019. We're not going to go back to this. All right. So we can't even make predictions as to when uh, this is going to be over. Amen. We don't know if the quarantine will lift really in June 2020 or if it's going to be June 2021. We don't know what's going to happen in between or how many thousands are, are yet to die. We don't know what God is doing. But know this, God is doing something that we've never seen before in our lifetime. And it feels like we're headed into a new season. And as Christ followers, it's impossible for you and for me to live through such a strange departure from the normal. And not believe that there is a purpose to be found in this moment. There is a purpose. God in God's word makes it clear that God is present and God is wanting to speak to us. Hallelujah. Amen. Speak to us, Lord Jesus. And we see in 1 Kings 19.12, it reminds us that God is not in the thunder or the earthquake or the wind, but in a still, small voice. And so during this quarantine, I do see that the noise of life has been turned down in, in such an imaginable way that we may finally be able to hear God speaking more clearly. And as we prepare to build a new normal, now is the time for us to really dial into the word of God. And now is the time for those beautiful spring walks, amen, to go outside and to hear uh, God's voice and what God would be saying to you and to us at this moment. This is the chance now, friends, for us to pause, for us to open our hearts. And if we aren't careful, the second restrictions to our daily lives are lifted We'll find the noise of life and we'll be rushing right back into that busy as ever in our new normal, whether we like it or not. So how do we decide what we want to do? How do we decide what we want to allow back into our lives once our routines become normalized again? Well, despite what our culture loves to shout at us, we can and likely should survive on less. Our kids will be okay without participating in every activity. We can still love our friends and our neighbors without filling up every weekend with social gatherings. Our careers can continue even with some more flexible days. Maybe some of us working at home more, being around the, the family and the children more. We don't have to say yes to everything. And what may surprise us in our lives is that we're not better for having our lives Filled with so much, with so much task, productivity, and commitments. Family and marital bonding happens in slow moments. 
our kids, our spouses. They learn uh, when they are given free time to play, to explore, and occasionally experience stillness, that we can better hear God's voice when the noise level is down in our lives, quieted to a healthy level. Well, here are some questions, dear friends, I'm going to ask for us to ponder today as we evaluate what we should allow back into our our routine as we are now preparing, amen, to walk through this season of isolation and, and come out slowly. The first is, what have you lost during the quarantine? What have you lost? Well, we've all had to grieve something in this season. It could be simply as uh, a changed Easter plans or graduation plans or maybe a serious uh, illness or even the death of a loved one. There is no one in this epidemic that has not been affected one way or another. We've all been affected. And allowing ourselves to be sad over these losses is healthy and it is necessary, which Pastor Kelly is always reminding us. And so we say thank you today for those who have been our frontliners, that you've been out there loving, caring, serving, working so hard, amen, to serve others. And we bless you today, and we pray God's blessings on you in abundance. And we know you've gone through a tough time, and we've all had a tough time. This has been difficult. And, you know, identifying what we miss most can help us shed light on our com- our commitments and the people that were truly adding value to your life. If your kids are missing being a part of an activity that was canceled, then it probably means that it added value to their life and that they are excited to to get back to that. So it helps us to evaluate. And those relationships that uh, we've taken time to build over these uh, uh, last weeks, you know, continue to build those. Continue to let uh, those relationships grow. Those things are relationships that you feel relieved, that were taken away, may not be worth going back to. Really think about that. Uh, we can encourage everyone, take the time to write a list of what your family was doing before, amen, and thoughtfully pray over what needs to remain, what needs to stay in place in your life after all restrictions are lifted. And then number two, what have you gained through this quarantine? At the onset of this thing, it was really hard to see anything positive coming from our lives with such an abrupt shutdown. It was like, what? And then uh, some of us were told we weren't essential. You can't come in. No, stay at home. It's like, what? So after the shock wore off, there are are some uh, silver linings that started to come into view. It could be a slow start to your day. Maybe you were blessed by that. Evenings with your family, with your spouse, bonding, or a greater appreciation for your child's teacher. Uh, Demetrius, your, your, he had the greatest, uh, posts that were just so funny about teachers, uh, and how important they are in our lives and our kids' lives. Just funny. Just many of you had some great, uh, posts on Facebook for us to appreciate our teachers even more. So what about this new normal? Uh, is it a gift? So, so write down the things that you want to protect that you experienced during these last weeks. You know, I've realized that simple offers so much more than I possibly thought. 
I love people. I love activities. I love uh, being here, there, and, and everywhere, and, and being a part of the action and what's going on. You know, but I've experienced a surprising amount of joy uh, with the slowdown of pace. And it's, it's been a, a blessing. And I do look forward to uh, us gathering uh, together again uh, one day soon and going back to the store. Uh, and however, we're going to be going back to the store and getting into our new normal. But I have a, a gain in appreciation for our family of five uh, at the house and for our uh, children uh, and grandchildren and family who are extended and we stayed connected by phone and by uh, Facebook and FaceTiming. And, and it has been a blessing. Amen. So it was just a big gain to be more in touch and to get to know one another even better. Hallelujah. So number three, moving on. What has this hardship revealed about your faith? Psalm 66 verse 10 says that God tests us to refine us like silver. So going through this season filled with anxiety and uncertainty is for sure one of those faith refining moments. And so it was just so good to be hearing different testimonies that we talked to people on the phone and made connections. And one that was uh, just stood out for me was Joy Key. She shared a testimony about how God has provided for her and her family throughout all of this. God has made a way each and every day. And God has blessed her even beyond her dreams that she thought could be possible. So we thank God. We thank God for these testimonies of the goodness of the Lord in our lives. Amen. So how about you? Has the chaos uh, in the world pushed you closer to God? Has it revealed uh, ways that you were depending solely on your own ability, solely on, on your own self and keeping your life together? Or was the noise of your day uh, pushing God to the back burner? And I want to ask, have these events that we've been experiencing brought up questions about your faith? Questions about your eternal destiny. Has it brought to your mind lost family, uh, friends who don't know Christ and, and the hope that, that Jesus is going to anchor them. They're going to find the Lord. And so you've been in prayer for them. Hallelujah. God does not want to waste our pain. Thank you, Lord. So as we prepare for the next new normal, amen, God can use this time as we're preparing to move forward to continue to refine us if our hearts are open. Oh, may we have open hearts. So take this time, friends, where you are with God. Despite of not us being able to gather physically in the church building, God is present in each and in all of our lives. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. God is not limited by the walls of the church. And God can do great things on our behalf. Amen. Even while we are on this COVID-19 journey. Well, number four, this question, what has this hardship revealed about your family? Well, this season is like a family pressure cooker. Pastor Rick mentioned that last week and Pastor Kelly the week before. Truly bringing light to both strengths and weaknesses of our family units. So don't be discouraged, friends, if you don't like all that you see. Our busy lives can blind us or at least distract us from the issues that need to be addressed in our homes. 
And this pause that we are experiencing together, it is a chance to evaluate the trajectory of our family life. Amen. Even the conflicts that you may have experienced during this transition can be an opportunity, a chance to learn and to grow. So pray. Pray over the good, the bad, and in-betweens that you have experienced while living much closer in proximity to your loved ones. And then ask, do you see ways in which your attitude needs to be changed? Have you noticed that your patience needs a boost? And so with your child, children with your parents, spouses with your spouse, siblings with your siblings, Do you see the benefits of a more protected family time only? Amen. Are there ways that you and your spouse are processing uh, this differently and, and thinking about this differently and things that you have learned and need to grow from? Well, I encourage all of us today. Amen. Don't shy away from the revelations that this season has brought and that this season is still yet bringing. Amen. I want to encourage us to pay attention to what needs to be changed and lean into the people while you still have time. Amen. Let the adjustments you make now inform your routines that emerge as we pick back up our lives in the months to come. And just tell your your family around you, let's don't miss this opportunity to grow. Amen. This opportunity to heal. This opportunity to change. This opportunity to come out stronger as a couple. Stronger as a family. Stronger as a church family. Stronger as a community. Amen. And a world. Make it so, Lord Jesus, is our prayer. And lastly, the fifth question. What are the desires of your heart for your future? You know, being busy means getting done what needs to get done. But it doesn't necessarily mean we are doing what we want to be doing. Psalm 37 verse 4 says, Take delight in the Lord, and the Lord will give you your heart's desires. You see, grown-up life is filled with obligations. And while that will never entirely go away, amen, this is a rare opportunity that we have now to evaluate our lives like we've never done before. So prayerfully consider if God has a new path, a new normal, a new dream, a new vision for your heart. And it doesn't have to be super dramatic. It it could be like a slight change, amen. A slight change that will affect your trajectory, amen, that reflects Jesus Christ, that he can make a a big impact in your future. And it would be as simple as emerging from this time and going forth with a renewed sense of thankfulness. And I've been hearing that so from so many of our, our covenant partners in our church family, a renewed sense of thankfulness for the things that God has blessed you in your life. And then returning to those things with a heightened passion, a heightened gratitude, amen, and living in that joy, amen. Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6, it instructs us, To trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and the Lord will make your path straight. You see, this is a chance to trust God like never before. Amen. None of us can fully wrap our heads around 
all that is going around uh, in our lives in this world and how everything just came to a screeching halt over this invisible threat, this invisible enemy. And as our governor, uh, DeWine, and Dr. Amy uh, Atkin, they call it the monster, amen, that just invaded. So most importantly, as we begin, amen, to process of, of reentering, amen, into society, we have this chance to now submit all our ways to God, amen. And the exciting part is that God promises that as we surrender our lives, amen, to God, God will make our path straight. Thank you, Lord. You see, the bottom line is this. We can trust God. Amen. We can trust God with our future. And this grand pause that we have experienced is an invitation to surrender all that we have and give it to Jesus in a fresh way. Praise God. Praise God. Amen and amen. Let's join our hearts in prayer. Oh, great God, we say thank you. Thank you for the new that you have for us and that it's such better than, than anything we could have imagined. And great God, we know that you have wonderful specific plans for each and all of us. And oh God, we just say thank you that you would help us to be faithful to your call. And no matter what fears arise, that you would strengthen us with your truth so that we may go forward in faith even unto the unknown, like Joshua and the people of God, and accomplish what you have prepared for us, planned for us in the future. And we give you thanks and praise ahead of time. In your mighty name, Lord Jesus, we all join together to say, Amen and Amen. Amen, saints. Once again, we want to ask you to make sure that you have uh, your elements for Holy Communion. As we now 